Hey, what is going on guys? DK, back at you with another video here to break down the 10 game NBA main site on Wednesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I made daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings, and I'm now making videos for NBA Top Shot, which are basically virtual uh, trading cards. If you guys uh, are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast. I have a link in the description below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on patreon.com, an esports package, which includes Call of Duty and CSGO, and an NBA package as well. And then I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this show. If this is your first time watching or you're unfamiliar with Prize Picks, the idea is you're taking over under on fancy points. So again, they have a lot of players. They have eight players already uh, out for tomorrow. They're going to be a lot more as the day goes along. But um, yeah, you're taking, you know, which, which players you feel really good about, you know, maybe taking, you think one's too low. Um, you can mix and match. Uh, you again, they have college basketball, they have esports, they have PGA, and it's it's fun because you're not playing against anyone. You're just playing against the house. So if you think there's one like really like miss or like miss um, score, then yeah, you can go ahead and take that. Um, so if you guys want to sign up, you can use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word. Link down below. You get a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars. So if you put one hundred dollars in, you get two hundred dollars to play with, basically a free hundred dollars. And then I, I just finally want to thank you guys for the support uh, on the videos, live streams, as well as on Twitter. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. If you guys do enjoy this content, if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to live. We'll be doing a YouTube live stream before lock to go over everything, answer all you guys' questions, and let's aim for 200 likes on this video, guys. But yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into it. So before I talk about players and their prices for this 10-game slate, let's look back mine up here from uh, Tuesday. So Tuesday, currently in the cash right now uh, at halftime with uh, James Harden left. So I was really hammering down these stars and scrubs build. And it's looking like that's going to be uh, the optimal build. Unfortunately for me, I, I whiffed on a couple of uh, values. So, so we'll go over my lineup. Uh, here, I can get out of the way so you guys can fully see all these scores. But yeah, so... Went with Camposo, RJ Hampton, uh, LeBron James, Jermichael Green, Robert Williams, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Tristan Thompson. So I ended up, a couple of people asked me about it in the YouTube live stream and the Patreon live stream as well as using those two Boston centers. I took the risk and did it. Now, uh, it paid off. Brad Stevens did not use anyone else at the center. It was strictly Thompson and Robert Williams when Daniel, obviously Daniel Tice was out. So that worked out. Robert Williams did have five steals. Obviously, that's more of an outlier, so that helped a bit. And then Tristan Thompson was solid as well. Just missed the double-double, 12 points, nine boards. Where I whiffed was the Denver Valley with Jermichael Green and RJ Hampton. And, man, that was just super frustrating, especially with Jermichael Green. Now, I knew RJ Hampton was a little bit of a risk with him coming off the bench, but I figured he would play 20, 25 minutes at almost mid-price. I was just hoping he'd get me like 15 to 20. Uh, he was not great. Really, the offense was just... Get the ball to Jamal Murray, get the ball to Nicole Jokic, and get out of the way. And once again, Michael Porter Jr., not exactly sure why, was really popular. He's about 40% out. I get him as like a contrarian play, but Mike Malone has shown over the last couple of years, like he will uh, pull the plug on Michael Porter Jr. if he's, you know, not playing well, not playing great defense. Like there's been many times where they've uh, you know cut his minutes short. But yeah, with Michael Green, was he necessary was he a bad play? You know. He was 60% owned. He was really popular. There were a couple other plays that I mentioned here that I could have gone to. One being Jared Vanderbilt, the other being Derek Jones Jr. Both are pretty solid. I think Derek Jones Jr. had a really good game. Now, should I have played Derek Jones Jr. over Jermichael Green? I mean, 
I was thinking Denver run an eight-man rotation here. I thought, uh, and Jamichael Green would kind of run the backup five. They did not. They actually extended it to a 10-man rotation, and Jamichael Green, like, barely played at all without Jokic. Like, whenever when Jokic was on the court, basically Jamichael Green was on the court, which really hurt his upside, right? I wanted some minutes with him in the backup five, which he didn't really get or didn't get a lot of minutes, I didn't see at least. So that hurt. Um, I was expecting the eight-man rotation. I was expecting Jamal Green to play some backup five. So, and again, he was 62% owned in this one too. Again, there were a couple other uh, ones I could have went to with Vanderbilt and Derek Jones Jr. Again, RJ Hampton, I knew, knew that was a risk, but I had to play someone that cheap to get LeBron, to get Giannis, to get uh, James Harden into my lineup. So, um, yeah, Giannis was really, really good, 72 fancy points. Uh, LeBron, solid at 60 fancy points. I mean, the, the other stars got there too. Dame had a really good night. Uh, Jokic had a big night too. So I think that, uh, let's see, what the what is the winning lineup right now? I'm curious. Uh, 334. So yeah, these, basically the stars and scrubs. Two stars with two more guys in the mid-range being uh, John Rant and Zion Williamson. Um, the answer is yes, I'm very tilted about that John Morant game. I've played him a lot. And when I finally hop off, he has the big game in a blowout too. That was in a blowout. So he could have had a bigger game, but he went with the winning lineup actually right now is RJ Hampton, uh, and Robert Williams together with Derek Jones Jr. went for, uh, 25. So that's it for the look back guys. Hope you guys had a good night and let's see if we can make some money here for this 10 game slate. Just check Bovada. I'm pretty sure. Let me refresh this, but I don't see any games out right now. Um, yeah, I don't see anything right now. So I'm going to go team by team here. Let's start off with New York and Orlando. So New York Julius Randall just went for the massive game last game, 41 minutes, uh, 64 fancy points. I think Julius Randall is normally going to play, you know, mid to high 30s minutes. He's a guy that, again, can stuff a stat sheet. This is a good matchup too. Look, Orlando has not been good defensively. Orlando is pretty bad right now with a lot of guys out. So I think Julius Randall is once again a pretty solid play. Now, I liked him better at 8-7, but I still think he's in play at 9-5. The guards, I don't trust it on a 10-game slate. I'm probably just going to look elsewhere. I mean, you can take shots and guys like quickly and rows for GPPs, but there's no real upside for more than like 20, 25-ish minutes. So again, they're going to have to be really productive in that time. Narons and while the price is slowly coming up. I'm expecting, you know, somewhere around 25, 30-ish minutes. He's a decent point burning guy. Um, again, 4-7 is... Is, is viable he's not like a terrible play and then Taj Gibson will play the backup five but I don't think we have to go there in this I think that, that is just getting too cute so really it's Noel it's Julius Randle for me on the Orlando side Vucevic at 10-1 that feels a little pricey I think you can go there in tournaments but no longer cash in play at that price again no Aaron Gordon uh no Cole Anthony Ennis and, and Fournier are both questionable gotta keep an eye on that if they are both out then we can look to Terrence Ross for GPPs he played a lot of the, the point guard, actually, when Michael Carter-Williams is not out there. Um, he played 36 minutes. I think he would be a viable tournament play for sure if both those guys are out. And then MCW himself had a terrible first half, picked up a little bit there in the second half. I would like him at this price. I'm expecting around 30 minutes. So MCW, Terrence Ross, if both those guys are, in fact, out. Other value options, Dwayne Bacon at 4.8 just seems priced about right. Then you have a couple cheap guys like Okiki and Ken Birch. If I had to pick, I would go Ken Birch. Um... But yeah, that's that's really it for um, the Magic. Let's see, it's Chase on Randall. I'm curious to see whether he'll be available or not. I'll have to keep an eye on that. He's mid-price. Um, they released, what, Frank Mason. So he will be the backup point guard. We'll see if he's available. Maybe that would be a, uh, you know, a high-risk, high-reward tournament play. 
Atlanta and Boston. So Trey Young, as I always say, is in play for tournaments. Not really cash game play at that price point. Capella is also viable for tournaments. The minutes fluctuate with him, right? There's some games where he'll play very little. Again, some of these were in foul trouble or some games he was in foul trouble, but other games like that last game, he played 36 minutes. Now, did that game go to overtime? I think it, I want to say it might've. I probably should have looked back at that, but that, that game could have went to overtime. Either way, um, Capella is a guy that if the minutes are going to be over 30, there's definitely a chance he can get uh, value at this price. But uh, we've seen uh, a few times now his minutes get kind of cut short, so that's why I'd say more of a tournament play. Herder, Gallinari, Reddish. I don't know if I want to go to the secondary Hawks in this 10-game slate against the Boston Celtics. Moving on to the, to the Boston Celtics. Tatum, Brown, Walker at 6, 6, 7, 9, and 8, 7 respectively. They had to pick it would be Jason Tatum at this price. Love the matchup for him. He should play, you know, 35 plus minutes in a close game. So I think Tatum is probably the guy for me if I had to pick one of those uh, Boston, uh, you know, main players. Big news is Daniel Tice, right? He is uh, currently questionable. Let's see. We'll see if he's available. We're not sure. If he is, in fact, uh, out again, that's going to be Tristan Thompson. And Robert Williams, I think that'll man the center position. And this is a bigger Atlanta Hawks front court, so I don't really think that they can go small balls like Semi Ojale or Grant Williams. If that is in fact the case, I expect Tristan Thompson to start and play mid to high 20s minutes. He played 28 minutes the last game. Would like him for value. And then you would have Robert Williams in play for tournaments that probably gets 15 to 20-ish minutes. He played 20 minutes tonight, went for 30 faints. Once again, he's a really good point for a guy. So would actually like both those Boston uh, centers, if in fact Daniel Tice is out. Moving on to Houston and Philadelphia. So Oladipo, Eric Gordon, both doubtful. So this uh, Houston Rockets team should be pretty thin once again. John Wall, even though it's a bad matchup, I do like him a lot just because he is going to be the clear main guy in this offense. One for 50 plus fancy points that last game. I do like John Wall. Boogie Cousins, you know, this is a big Philadelphia front court. Like, I don't think they can really use anyone else against Joel Embiid. So like, maybe this is a game where Boogie has to play 30-plus minutes. I, I mean, it's not been good recently, right? He actually got pulled early in this game, too, for Ray Spalding, and Ray Spalding got a couple fouls. And then, I don't know if you saw, Ray Spalding actually got released today. So, like, they are thin in the front court. I don't think they can go, like, Jay Sean Tate against Joel Embiid. So, curious to see, maybe this is a game uh, Cousins has to play more minutes just because they need a big body against Embiid. Um, so you can take a shot there in tournaments. Obviously not something I'm really confident in. And then you have, you know, the secondary plays that are firmly in play with no Oladipo and Eric Gordon. Now, all these guys got priced up a bit, but if this game stays close, they will play big minutes, especially if P.J. Tucker's out. This is actually pretty big news because P.J. Tucker, not someone to want to play. But if he's out, that opens up a lot of minutes for these guys. So Jay Sean Tate, House, Sterling Brown, David Nwabo, the guys would look to. If I had to pick, it probably would be David Nwabo because he's the cheapest at 4.3K. Don't mind Sterling Brown coming out of the bench. I expect 20-ish minutes, maybe a little bit more. Um, and then you have House and Tate that should get good run as well. House kind of reliant on the scoring. Uh, Jay Sean Tate can do a little bit more of the peripherals. So maybe if you're going for a safer option to be Tate, um, maybe more of the GBP play being Daniel House. All right, on the Philadelphia side. So um, Joel Embiid is probable for this game. I mean, he should be able to feast. So, uh, you know, the price is not amazing on him, but I think he's firmly in play for tournaments. And with Embiid in, it kind of just takes everyone else out of play for me on the Philadelphia side. Indiana and Minnesota, I do like DeMontis Sabonis uh, a decent amount here at 9.7K. Um, you know, should play mid to high 30s minutes. It's a fantastic matchup. So, yeah, still, uh, you know, a guy that I'm looking to at the top. You know, the price is not the best. He was, you know, below 9K. Uh, about a week ago, but I think he's still firmly in play because minutes alone plus the matchup. Again, Brogdon should play 35 plus minutes. I think he is a little bit too cheap. I do have some interest there. 
if Doug McDermott is out, I think TJ McConnell actually would be a decent value play. Probably would play mid to high 30s minutes. Played 37 in regulation. Again, he's a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. Now, he has had a couple straight games of four steals, two blocks, three steals, two blocks. So is that you know sustainable? Probably not. But uh, if there is no Doug McDermott, he, he will have to play big minutes. On the Minnesota Timberwolves side, so Carl Anthony Towns at 9.3K. You know, kind of had a four game there against the Lakers. Uh, it was actually Anthony Edwards that had a big game, but I'm fine going back to, to Cat. Um, again, if he's going to play 33, 34 minutes, he's, he's definitely viable for GPPs. Again, it was Anthony Edwards that had the big game. He went for 51 fancy points. Now, do I expect 51 again from him? No. But the good thing with Anthony Edwards is when he's out in the court, he is shooting the ball. 21, 15, 20 shot attempts. So if you want to go there for tournaments, that's fine. Uh, but I would not expect 50 again. And then Jared Vanderbilt for value. Um, you know, played 29 minutes that last game. If he starts again, I'm expecting mid to high 20s Mets. A guy that, you know, can get the peripherals with the rebounds, assists, block steals. So I would have some interest in Jared Vanderbilt if he starts again for value. Denver and Washington. So there's a lot of guys questionable here for Denver right now. Nicole Jokic is in a fantastic matchup. So I do like him a lot there. If you can get there, Jamal Murray for tournaments firmly in play. He had a big game today. And MPJ, just, just a tournament play, right? He's been very up and down. Uh, hard to get really confident there. Barton, Millsap, Monte Morris, Gary Harris. We'll see about these guys. If they're all out once again, then it's probably going to be Camposa for me for value because he played huge minutes. Um, I would like him if all those guys are out once again. I mean, we could look to Jamal Green, but like I said, it wasn't really great to see that he barely played uh, the the backup five. He played strict mostly when he was out there was when Nicole Jokic was out there too. So be Camposo. Again, could you look to RJ Hampton? I guess, but like that, it would be composed to be the first guy in for me on Denver. On the Washington side, so Russell Westbrook, Brad Beal at 10K and 9.8K respectively. Um, I think both look like decent spend ups. It is a good matchup. If I had to pick, it would be Russell Westbrook. And the reason is because Russell Westbrook is a guy that can get the peripherals, right? He can get the assists, the rebound, the ball. When Westbrook is out there, Beal is a little bit more reliant in the scoring. So when they're priced about the same, I will just prefer Russell Westbrook. And then the, the only other guy I mentioned here is Mo Wagner at 3'8". He um, was in foul trouble and still played 24 minutes. I think he could have been on pace for maybe closer to the 30-minute mark. Now, the worry here obviously is going up against Nikola Jokic, foul trouble. But if he does stay out of foul trouble, and he's a decent point for a guy, I think you can look to him as a GBP value player. Detroit and Chicago. So Jeremy Grant at 7'6". Um, he has been uh, not great recently. 24, 28, 28 fancy points. have been shooting the ball terribly. This is a get-right matchup against Chicago, so I'm fine going back there for tournaments if you want to. Mason Plumlee, you guys know I really like targeting bigs against the Chicago Bulls front court. No, I'm expecting probably around 30 to 35 minutes, somewhere in that range. He's a guy that has triple-double upside, honestly. And again, no more Blake Griffin. So Plumlee, even at 7'2", I think is viable. Now, the guy that does stand out here is... DeLon Wright at 6K, I think that is too cheap. I love targeting players against the Chicago Bulls team. He's going to play about 35 minutes as long as nothing crazy happens. I do like DeLon Wright quite a bit here. And then yeah, Josh Jackson at 6'3", with no Blake Griffin, he'll probably play some around 25 to 30 minutes. He's a good tournament play. Sadiq Bey got way uh, got priced up to 5'5". The minutes will probably be there, but I don't love the price on him. And then value-wise, not a ton I love. Steve McKayluk, maybe you can take a shot at him in tournaments. 21-25 minutes last couple games, no Blake Griffin. You can go there, but he is pretty reliant on scoring. On the Chicago Bulls side, it's basically Zach Levine, a 9-4. Um, I do think he's a really solid tournament play. And he's playing big minutes. He's stuffing the stat sheet. It is a good matchup here. You can definitely run a mini game stack if you want. I do like Levine. I do have some interest in Kobe White, too, at 6-3. Played 44 minutes, and so 39 in regulation. 34-34 and 39 minutes last three games. If he's going to continue to play mid to high 30s minutes, then he is firmly in play at that price. But everyone else kind of just stay away from me. 
All right, last three or four games here. Portland and New Orleans, I do like Damian Lillard a lot here. Uh, again, he is just the clear number one in this offense with no McCollum, no Nurkic. 57-61 fans points last couple games. Um, New Orleans has been involved in a lot more shootouts recently, so uh, I think Damian Lillard is one of the better spin-ups of the slate. And his canter at 7K will probably get you know over 30 minutes. He shot the ball terribly, 2 of 10, still went for 34 fantasy points. I think he's a decent uh, tournament play. And then those wings with... Uh, if Rodney Hood is out, these guys will have to play big minutes. Robert Covington, I think, played 37 minutes. I'm fine with him. Again, Gary Trent will play big minutes if you want to go there. Derek Jones Jr., mentioned him for value. Again, I'm expecting about 30 minutes if there's no Rodney Hood. I think he's a decent value play at that price point. Even Anthony Simons had a, had a decent game off the bench, did fall out in 18 minutes. I think you could use him for value. And then finally, uh, Harry Giles out. So Nasir Little played that backup five. I was expecting about 15 minutes. He played 17 minutes. Uh, but that's nothing more than a contrarian value play. On the New Orleans side, so I actually do have some interest in Ingram and Zion. Uh, I love the matchup against Portland, and they're continuing to put up some nice scores. And that uh, tonight was in a blowout, too. So Ingram and Zion Williamson, you can definitely run a little game stack here, like pair one of these guys with Damian Lillard. I do kind of like that. Lonzo versus Bledsoe. Lonzo's at 6'5". Uh, both these guys are solid plays, neither are priorities. Steven Adams at 5'1 is questionable. Um, you know, he, he left that game to a lower back injury. If he is out, then, uh, Willie Hernan Gomez, if he starts, I think is one of the best value plays of the slate. And then I would assume Jackson Hayes would probably be the backup who would be a viable value play as well. Uh, Josh Hart probably plays somewhere around 25 to 30 minutes. He's had some upside games. So I think you can look to him as a value play. All right, moving on to OKC and Memphis. So, uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander at 8.5K. I think there's a chance he might be back. So we'll have to keep an eye on this one. If he's in, if he is in fact back, then that really hurts everyone and probably takes everyone out of play for me. If Shea is out, then there's a couple guys that are viable. Um, Maladon in, in his first game pack, in his first game back, played about 30 minutes, but I don't love the price there. Diallo came off the bench, played about 31 minutes, and he'll be a higher usage guy at the bench. You look to in tournaments. Horford is a guy that um, you know does have some upside but also has flashed a little bit of a lower four, so more of a GBP play. Basically, everyone kind of on the Thunder are GBP plays. I think, you know, maybe a value play we look to is Isaiah Roby, who actually played 24 minutes. If he's going to play mid-20s minutes, then the 4K price is a little bit too cheap. So that's really where I look if uh, SGA is out. If SGA is in, then it's probably no one for me. Maybe SGA if there's no limitations, but really uh, that is pretty significant news there. On the Memphis side, so I do like Ja. Again, he was on pace for a massive game the last game, and then it blew out. Um, you guys know I'm a huge Ja Morant uh, fan. The price went down a little bit. I do like the matchup, too. This game should stay close. So um, Ja is definitely something I'm looking to in the mid-range. Jonas Fallon Chunas at 7-3. Just a good point from a guy. He had an off game last game, but I'm fine going to him in tournaments. Other options like slow-mo. Clark, Brooks, just secondary plays. Grayson Allen seems priced about right at 5K. So nothing else I'm really interested in. Miami and Golden State, it's really Butler and Jimmy that I think look uh, pretty solid. Jimmy Butler at 8-8. Again, he's just, we're just getting an aggressive Jimmy Butler. Triple-double upside. He won for 30-10-10 that last game. So, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with Jimmy even at that price. And Bam Adebayo, this is a small Golden State front court. He should be able to feed. So both the Miami guys look pretty solid at their respective prices. Other than that, though, not a ton I love. Uh, none was in some foul trouble last game. I'm expecting him to probably play about 30-ish minutes. Uh, but there's always some risk. There's no guarantee with those uh, those minutes. 
Moving on to Golden State. So Steph Curry is viable for tournaments as always, but at 10-5, not really a priority for me. Draymond Green at 6.8K did go for almost 50 fancy points that last game. I think he is viable because of the fact that he stuffs the stat sheet, because of the fact that uh, there's no Wiseman, there's no Looney, so he's going to have to play big minutes, probably 35 plus in a close game. So I do have some interest there in Draymond at that price. Oubre, Wiggins, secondary options, everyone else are kind of just, nah, stay aways. Finally, Utah and the Clippers. So the big news is Mike Conley is currently questionable. If Mike Conley is in fact back, then there's not a ton I love on the Utah side. If Mike Conley is out, then it's once again Donovan Mitchell, I think has some upside. I'm going to run the point. Back-to-back kind of subpar games for him, but this is, especially if Kawhi is out, a better matchup because no no, um, Paul George as well. Um, and then guys like Ingles and Clarkson become a little bit viable. I, I don't love the price on Clarkson after a good shooting game. Uh, but again, that's the type of upside. Like he can, if he's hitting shots, he can have that upside. But he is uh, a guy that is a little bit boomer bust, especially at that price. And then finally, the LA Clippers. So the big news is Kawhi Leonard. He's currently questionable. If Kawhi Leonard plays, and honestly, probably not going to get to anyone on this team. If Kawhi Leonard is out, then we got Lou Williams, who I think is a good tournament play. The price at almost 7K is not amazing, but he should play mid-30s minutes and would be the number one uh, player on offense. Marcus Morris had a big game last game, was in some foul trouble. I think he would be a decent play at 5'7". Um, we do have Pat Beverly. Uh, looks like he'll be back for this one. Now, they've kind of been taking it easy on his minutes. We'll see. If he's going to play 25 minutes, I think you can use him for value but then kind of take a hit to man canard with Pat Beverly back. So don't love either of them. Reggie Jackson, I think probably still plays around 30 minutes, but really where I'd look to probably first, if there's no quiet letter, it would be take a shot at Lou Williams in GPPs. Again, if quiet Leonard is in, then I'm probably just going to stay away from this LA Clippers team. So that's it for the video today, guys. Um, if you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate it. Leave a like button on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to live. Again, I will be doing a YouTube live stream before lock to answer all your guys' questions. So make sure to check it out. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I'll see you all tomorrow.